DJ Benny James and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm going to be celebrating my mum because it's her birthday and it's spelled M-U-M in the UK, that's right. In the US it's M-O-M. Anyway, mum is going to be uh, 76 on Sunday and she loves rock and roll music so we're going to be playing rock and roll music. And I got her on the phone earlier on and we did a, uh, a cute little interview. Very, very nice talking about her childhood growing up and what it was like and meeting my dad and getting into rock and roll music and dancing and everything. So I hope you love the interview and uh, I'm so proud and love my mum to bits. So I'm very, very excited to introduce you to her in this show. And then uh, the part two of that is going to be a premium show. And that's where I'm going to talk to my mom more in depth about the highs and lows of life. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for pressing play. Boy, do I appreciate it. Some Ray Charles in the background. But let me get right on to this interview with my mom. Enjoy. Hi, Benny. Hey, Mum. Sorry, I got, I got a little bit delayed there. Said oh, that's I, okay. I was relaxing, so it was good for me as well. Okay, good. First and foremost, I want to say happy birthday to my mum, because it's, uh, what is it, Mum, your 75th birthday? Uh, 76. 76. <laughs> okay, well, happy birthday, Mum. So glad oh, you, thanks, Ben. So glad you got on the call. I was thinking, what can I get you for your birthday? I sent a card off already. You know what I'm like for presents, Mum. I always you said when I was young, right? I always like to get presents and cards off early, right? You was always the first one, and especially at Christmas. You know, you would be so excited. Quite a few weeks before Christmas, you would be excited wrapping the presents, and your presents was always first under the tree. <laughs> yeah, right from a young age. That's yeah. funny, isn't you it? You enjoyed doing that. Yeah, yeah. So when your birthday is actually on Sunday, right? Yes, it's on Sunday, yeah. And, and when's Lincoln's, my brother? <laughs> yeah, Lincoln's is the 22nd. I had him the day before my 21st birthday. 21st so birthday. So I was 20 when I had him and 21 the next day. Okay, okay. So you grew up in the centre of London. Whereabouts? Is it Kensington, where we all grew up? Yeah, it was Kensington, near the famous Portobello Road Market. Right. Okay. It was kind of the hub. Everything was going on there. The music, the stores with the clothes, vegetables, everything. So near enough every day, I would go down the Portobello Road Market. Right. And do shopping. Yeah, and we used to do yeah. that a lot when I was with you. And I had a special connection with you growing up. It was just amazing. I think I was really lucky just to have that quality time with you. A lot of kids don't have that quality time with their parents. But I just remember shopping with you all the time, cleaning with you, doing arts and crafts or whatever. Just really loved being around you. And that hasn't changed even when I come home like we was there a few, few weeks ago. Just to hang out. And uh, I think we're very lucky. A lot of kids and their parents don't have that close bond. So we're very lucky. No, that's true, Benny. I mean, you was over here for just under two weeks just recently. And you had a tight schedule, really. You know, everybody wanted to see you. 
you went to one of your DJ friends' weddings. But after coming to the wedding, the tea dance that I go to, like it's a rock and roll tea dance, you still took time out to just get hurry up and get changed and come on to the tea dance with me. Yeah. And honestly, it was just so special. Although you're my son, we're just like friends. You know, we had a dance together. Yeah. I introduced you to my friends there. It was just brilliant. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to find out all about the music because we're playing rock and roll music today. The stuff that uh, I grew up with listening in the house as I grew up and then all the stuff that you used to go out and dance to. So I want to play some of those songs for everybody so they can get a taste of the kind of music that I grew up with and the type of music you love. Let me kick it off with this one right here. Now when I get the blues, I get me a rocking chair. When I get the blues, I get me a rocking chair. Well, the blues overtake me, gonna rock right away from here. I jump on the telephone When I get lonesome I jump on the telephone I call my baby Tell I'm on my way back home Now flip, flop and fly I don't care if I die Now flip, flop and fly I don't care if I die Don't ever leave me Say goodbye. Give me one more kiss, hold it a long, long time. Give me one more kiss, hold it a long, long time. Now love me, baby, do the feeling hit my head like wine. Here comes my baby, flashing a new gold do. Here comes my baby, flashing a new gold do. Well, she's so small, she can mumble in a bay-bone booth. Now flip, flop, and fly. I don't care if I die. Now flip, flop, and fly. I don't care if I die. Now don't ever leave me, don't ever say goodbye.
So like I said, my, me growing up, obviously there was always music in the household, right? And uh, we grew up in, uh, most of my childhood, I guess, was in Labbert Grove in the center of London. And I remember yeah. Leah, my sister, always playing music out of her room. Lincoln playing music in his room. Dad playing music. You playing <laughs> music. There was always music. And you said you grew up with music as well, right? Your dad was a piano player and your mom was a singer. Can you tell me about that? Because I was born in 46. Just after the war, you know, I expect times were a bit hard, so everybody kind of had a second job. So my dad, being as he was a pianist, he used to play the piano in the local pubs for a bit of extra money. So I always remember my dad playing the piano, and there was always a piano at home, and my mum singing. Now, I just used to love it. So I've always been drawn to music. It was just a good time growing up in those days. We didn't have much money. But we had music, and I think that's just been my love all my life, really. Right. And I remember talking to Nan when she was still alive, and I was asking her about what it was like in the early days when she was growing up. And she said that before TVs, before TVs came into everybody's homes, there was a community and like everybody would be out in the streets. The community, mostly the mums would be out in the street while the dads were at work and the mums would raise these kids on the street all together. But everybody would be out on the street and it wasn't until TVs came that everybody came inside the house. But before TVs, when people were inside like you said they would play the piano and sing or listen to the radio and it was a lot about music always about music you know my mum used to have the radio on on a sunday morning always when she was cooking like the sunday dinner uh, my dad would be at the pub obviously that was a lot that went on in those days the mums would be at home cooking the sunday dinner that was always the children would always be out playing in the street they would never really be at home they'd always be playing games in the street and the dads then would come home from the pub <laughs> smelling a little bit of drink and people would smoke in the pubs in those days. Yeah. And then my dad would come home, have his Sunday lunch that my mum would cook for him and then he'd go upstairs for a sleep. <laughs> That's funny, so, isn't it, mum? Yeah, it was very simple, but we all know our neighbours. None of the front doors were locked. We could just go into anybody's house if, if there was any trouble. You know, we could always rely on neighbours' help. You felt safe. Yeah, I think the sense of community, I think, has diminished a lot, you know, since those days. I think the sense of community and just everybody being outdoors and taking care of one another, I think that's changed. Yeah, in those days, it was a job to get us in. If our mums called us, well, come on, you know, you're time for bed, you've got to come in. You know, we've been playing out in the street with our friends. It was a job to get us in. Right. But these days, it seems a job for the parents to get the children out. They yeah. want to stay in their bedrooms, you know, on their phones or whatever. Yeah, it's all, it's all changed. It's all changed. To me, there's nothing like being with friends, talking to them face to face. Yeah. And that's where my dancing come into play because I used to go to a youth club. You know, we used to dance with boys and girls. We were all naive. It wasn't drink or drugs. It was just a Coca-Cola or a lemonade with a packet of crisps or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was just good times, I think. Yeah, right. really good times. All right, well, let me play some more music and I want to come back because I want to ask you uh, something I recognize growing up as well. So let's play some more music for everyone. Okay.
sing. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and wooed me, honey. I've changed my mind. This love is fine. It's just great balls of fire. Kisses, baby. Feels good. Hold me, baby.
Okay, so one thing I noticed when I was growing up, Mum, one of my favourite things was when I used to see you getting ready to go out to these rock and roll clubs and dance. And you seem to have, like, have yeah. a routine where you have a bath, you do your hair, you get dressed in this big, frilly, puffy rock and roll <laughs> dress, put your little rock and roll slippers on, and you just play music. Yeah. And, and it seemed like it would get you in the mood for the night. And then I remember you'd come back at the end of the night, you'd be like all hot and bothered and exhausted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Want to go right to bed, you know. I think to get you in the mood, you have to put your music on, your rock and roll music, and then you maybe try on a few dresses, you know, what one you fancy wearing on that evening. Do your hair, obviously, a bit of makeup. And then sometimes I would go on my own and meet my friends there. Even now, I expect the girls start getting ready, you know. But I think nowadays, I don't know if it's true, but I think... Some of the girls like have quite a few drinks, obviously, before they go out, because maybe it's very expensive to drink out now. But in those days, it was just maybe one drink before you go. It was just great. And then, obviously, you meet the girls and the boys. You're all together. There was no trouble. Usually, you dance well with maybe a couple of the men. You know, you partner up with them well. They like asking you to dance. You dance with them. But there's never anything in it. I mean, I was married. Yeah. But you just feel comfortable dancing with those. You know, you, your steps go well with them. Yeah. So you really look forward to it. And that's what I like when I went to the clubs with you over the years. You know, just different people dancing with different people. It's like when you go to salsa clubs and stuff. It's about the dance. It's not necessarily that you attracted to this person or whatever. You just want to dance with a person. Like you said, there's certain people that just jive really well with you. Yeah, it was really good to see that interaction in the clubs. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs, and I'm going to get right back to you. I want to find out how you met Dad and let everybody know how you met Dad. All right, hold on. <laughs> okay, okay. You will never win wonderful charm But I love to hold you in my own Only you can thrill me like you do So hold that kiss for a long, long while You know I love you, honey child I love to hear you whisper low You know you really thrill me so Only you can thrill me like you do So please don't put me on that ship you know I cannot help myself I am happy as a baby boy You ain't nothing but a bundle of joy Only you can feel me like you do Bend your legs and pigeon toes You know I love you, goodness knows But I love to hold you in my own No one can feel me like you do So hold that kiss for a long, long while You know I love you, honey child I am happy as a baby boy You ain't nothing but a bundle of joy Only you can feel me like you do Bend your legs and pigeon toes You know I love you, goodness knows you can really go, go, go 
So, Mum, how did you meet Dad and how old were you when you two met? Me and my friend, Doreen, we were only young, about 14 or 15, and we used to pass a shop where these young boys would hang out. The only thing I could describe it as, you know, something like Greece, where the girls were so innocent and the boys were whistling after the girls. That, that's what it was like. All right. So me and my friend used to walk past this group of boys outside a sweet shop. And they used to whistle at us, trying to get our attention. But me and my friend used to walk over the other side of the road as if we were shy, you know, didn't want to talk to the boys. We was on our way to the youth club where we used to dance. At the back of the youth club one night, this boy who was whistling at me outside the sweet shop turned up outside the youth club. And I thought, wow, he's nice. He's good looking. And it turned out to be your dad. So how old was you then? I should imagine, say, 15. Okay. I think I was still at school then. But I really liked him. I never knew I would ever marry him. But in those days, us girls, we didn't go from boy to boy. You know, it was just one special one you met and you liked. So he invited me to the cinema, which I went to the cinema. And then he invited me up into his house and in his bedroom. But nothing went on. He just had his records in the bedroom. And I thought, my goodness, he was into recording music. Uh, He was just so different from all of the other boys around. He just had something special, music, he was good looking. So then we started going out together and um, that's it really. Uh, So you're you're 15 when you you first met Dad, that's crazy. So Dad's a couple of years older than you. Yeah, Dad was about 16, I think, with about a year and a half difference between us. He was born February 45 and I was born October 46. And you got married when? December 64. Right. And, you had and the, I was and 18, just 18 then. So how old was you when you had Leah then, uh, the, our oldest sibling? 18. <laughs> you were 18 <laughs> when you had Leah. So this is crazy. And you've been, and you've been with Dad ever since? Yeah. Wow, that's yep. crazy. A lot of my friends, you know, when I grew up in London, a lot of my friends, their parents divorced. So I think me, Lincoln and Leah were very lucky to have you two, you know, stay together you know, I know there was rough times, you know, relationships are not easy. And I'll talk a little bit about that when we go into my premium podcast. I really want to find out more in depth about the ups and downs of life from you as well. Uh, on this show, we're going to keep yep. it more light, focus on the music side of things. But uh, let's play some more music yep. and then I'm going to come back and talk more story with you. Okay, hold on a minute. Summertime 
nation I'm gonna take my problem to the United Nations Well, I called my congressman and he said, quote I'd like to help you, son, but you're too young to vote Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime blues
All right, so let's talk about uh, me, Lincoln, and Liam. Well, first off, three of you weren't any trouble at all. I can honestly say that you were really good kids. I think Dad was firm, but loving at the same time. And me too. I think I was a bit more softer, but still quite firm with you all. I think we all knew we loved each other, you know, and we were all so close. And I used to invite your friends in, for I wanted you and your friends to feel welcome in our house. So I think growing up, you were just no trouble. You just seemed to get on with what you wanted to do. You was always honest with me. Mum, I've met this girl or I've met someone. Can I go out? And I'd say, yes, sure, long as I know where you're going. There was no mobile phones, so I couldn't keep track on you. Um, Not like today, but I don't know. I just trusted you. We always advised you about not taking drugs. Yeah, Not well, doing this. well, I think in our household there was um, there really wasn't any taboos, and I think that was really helpful no. for us. Like we could openly talk as a family, right? We, it, we, I think it's safe yes. safe to say that you and Dad were pretty liberal, and that yeah. you know, sex and rock and roll, you know, relationships, whatever. I think you just really encouraged us three to just talk about stuff, and nothing was a taboo, so there wasn't any necessarily to keep secrets or anything like that from you. No. So I think it was very open, and like you said, I think that. We with dad being a disciplinarian and you having that firm and that very loving and nurturing, that combination, I think we didn't want to disappoint you or I didn't want to disappoint you and we didn't want to make dad angry, right? So I think we kind of stayed in line. But like you said, that thing about our house being the hub, it always always seemed to be the hub. You know, all the friends would come to us. You know, you would have your friends over. There would always be like some kind of party or gathering at the house and different music playing. And I think that was really important for us as kids to know that our house was a safe place. It was a fun place. And it was a place that we could express ourselves freely without being reprimanded in some way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You've got that spot on, honestly. Because all parents surely want their kids to be happy and to feel loved. And that's what I wanted you kids to feel. Because I know I surely loved you and Lincoln and Leah. And I wouldn't want you to go anywhere else and tell any other mum or dad you were worried about anything. I mean, I'm your mum. You know, I should be the one that you should talk to if you've got any worries. And yeah. I hope you always did, you know, oh. because... Um Go on, Ben. No, we all, I always did, and I and always will. <laughs> You're the first person I call if I'm feeling down or if I've got something too exciting to share. I'll, I'll always call call you. You know, that's just how it's always been, and I think I'm, we're just very fortunate. Me, Lincoln, and Leah are just very fortunate in that regard. We're going to play a couple more songs, and then uh, we'll come back and carry on with a few more questions. You know I can be Sitting home all alone If you can't come around At least please tell the phone Don't be cruel To who hard it's true Baby, if I made you mad For something I might have said Please don't forget my past The future looks bright ahead Don't be cruel To who hard it's true I don't want no other love Baby, it's just you I'm thinking of Mmm, don't 
stop thinking of me Don't make me feel this way Come on over here and love me You know what I wanted you to say Don't be cruel To who heart is true Why should we be apart I really love you baby Cross my heart Let's walk up to the preacher And let's say I do Then you'll know you'll have me And I know that I'll have you Don't be cruel To who heart is true I don't want no other love Oh baby, it's just you I'm thinking of Don't be cruel To who heart is true Don't be cruel to a heart that's true. I don't want no other love, baby, it's just you I'm thinking of. Well, I'm sitting here wondering, fast part for my throat. Yeah, I'm sitting here wondering, fast part for my throat. Got no matches, but I got a long way to go. I'm an old poor boy, long way from home. I'm an old poor boy, long way from home. Guess I'll never be happy. Everything I do is wrong. Let me be your little dog Tell your big dog come When the big dog gets here Show him what this little puppy dog Well, I'm sitting there With a matchbox Hold my clothes Yeah, I'm sitting there With a matchbox Hold my clothes I ain't got no matches Got a long way to go Let it go Even know my name 
Okay, so one thing I noticed, Mum, growing up, which is really, really massive for me, is you and Dad have a very, very different personalities. Dad's more of a pessimist, and you're more of an optimist. And I felt like yeah, over true. the years, I've adopted more of Dad's sort of mindset of being worried about things and being a pessimist. But I'm really working hard on trying to become an optimist. You you always seem like a the glass is half full type person. Even if it's raining outside, for example, and it's miserable, you'll say something like, well, at least the plants are going to get watered today. That's good news. So yeah. you always seem to look on the bright side of life. And where do you think you got that from? Was your mum and dad like that or...? Yeah, I suppose they were. I didn't really notice it at the time, but my mum and dad were always hard workers. They got on with life. I mean, my mum and dad had hard jobs when they was younger. My mum used to walk about four miles a day to her job, a mile there, a mile back, and she used to do that twice a day. And she lived till 83, my mum did. So I always grew up with, if you can work, if you can do things, then thank God you can. And that's how I feel now, Ben. If I think, oh, well, I've got to go shopping, I automatically think, well, at least I can drive there. But if I don't want to drive, I can walk. Um, I can walk around the shops. That's two hours of exercise. Even if I don't buy anything. So I always think of the positives. Um, That's just the way I am, really. And I've noticed when you're out and about, Mum, you like talking to people and it doesn't matter who they are, black, white, young, old, whatever. You just you love talking to people and interacting with people. And I don't ever remember you having negative things to say about people unless somebody was like outwardly rude to you. Right. But normally I would never hear you say, oh, that person looks like that. They're dressed funny or never. But you seem to just really, really be very accepting of people on the whole. And I think that's definitely trickled down through all of us. You just take people at face value, right? I do, Ben. And I'm 76 and I work in a dementia centre. Now, some of these people are as old as me, younger than me, some of them. But they've got dementia at different stages. But I just find it really good to listen to their stories. If they're telling me a story about their life or even if they can't talk, I try and look beyond the dementia of what person they were, you know, when they were younger or what job did they do? I ask them questions and I just try and bring a bit of their old self out and just get to know that person they were before the dementia. And when we play music, I get up and I dance with them. If some of them can just stand, you know, I'll twirl around and I just enjoy it so much. So there again, it's the music, it's getting to know people, whatever age they are, whatever colour they are, where they come from, I find it fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to play some more amazing rock and roll music for you and be right back with my mum. Wow. Right. 
Peeping at a seafood store I can look at you, tell you don't love me no more I believe you're doing me wrong and now I know I believe you're doing me wrong and now I know The more I work, the faster my money goes I said shake, round and roll I said shake, round and roll Always treats me right Never running in the streets And leaving me alone She knows a woman's place Is right there now in her home I got a woman Way over town That's good to me Oh yeah
think you said to me, I never forget actually, you probably don't even remember this, but I think we were, when we first moved out to the Ricelip area, we were fixing houses. You and dad had so many different jobs. I can't count how many jobs you had and how many actually, houses yeah. and how many houses that you purchased, fixed up and then resold so you could get higher and higher and higher on the ladder. And I remember yeah. asking you, I think, um, in your early 60s, Mum, what do you feel like getting older? And you said something really surprised me. You said, no, actually, I think this is some of the happiest times in my life because I feel mm. more stable, more secure, more safe. Things are getting paid off. All of the kids are doing okay. I can focus on me a little bit. And it was a surprising because... You know, when you're younger and you think of getting older as a negative thing, but you were really positive about it. So can you talk about that a little bit? Well, when you say I'm happier now I'm older, sometimes you look back and, you know, life goes by so quick. And you do think back of when all you kids were young, you know, and you think, wow, God, the time's gone so quick. So I think in all stages of your life, you have had happy times. I can't say I was unhappy when I had you three children. I was, you know, in my element. I love being a mum. I love bringing you up. But when you marry so young at 18, you go through different stages of your life, like being married when you're young, having children when you're young. Then your children leave home. And I felt so sad and empty. I'm not needed anymore. But then you take on a different role. You start doing different things. But then, funny enough, once your children leave home, you start worrying about them more because <laughs> not that you want to control them, but you're wondering if they're making the right decisions for themselves. Are they happy? You want to know that they're happy. Right. And then, of course, then your children start having children. So then you're a grandmother. Yeah. And now I'm a great-grandmother. Wow. So... It's just different stages of your life and your children's lives, really, that you celebrate. You have to celebrate, thank God, you know, yeah. for what I've got and what they've got. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and then finish up with a couple more questions and then uh, we're done with this show. And like I okay. said, and then we're going to do Bye. another show right after for the premium members, okay? Hello, though. I'm thinking of you. Just you wait till I get back, though. No one to talk with, all by myself. No one to walk with. I'm happy on the shelf. I ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for you. You know, honey, I'm saving all for you. I don't see how late, don't get to go. I'm on my party, me and my radio. I ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for you. Better be true though while I'm away. Elijah Corner in the corner. Don't go nowhere. What do I care? Your kisses are worth waiting for. Ooh, believe me, baby. I don't see how late. Don't kiss a go. I'm on about it. No one to talk with, all by myself No one to walk with, I'm happy on the shelf I ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for you Like Jack corner, in the corner I don't go nowhere, what do I care? 
Some way I don't know how she'll bring her love. 
Said, Come on, Daddy, let's go. It should have been me with that 
So like you said, when I was over there, we went to this tea dance, which is, it's funny, right? Because it's during the day. It's a midday thing. <laughs> Can you explain that a little bit yeah. for our listeners? Because it was a lot of fun. Well, first start, Ben, I mean, I've been living in High Wycombe for 12 years. And a girl at work said, did you know there's a tea dance in High Wycombe? Because your listeners don't know, but Dad's had a stroke seven years ago. So I kind of stopped dancing, really, because... We can't drive now into London or anywhere to go dancing. So I have to keep everything local. And the girl at work said to me, do you know there's a rock and roll tea dance just around the corner in Wickham? You know, I said, no, of course, my eyes lit up. And I thought, where, where is it? So Ben, it's just once a month. I dressed up and on the first Sunday I went, soon as I walked up those stairs and heard that music, Oh, my goodness, I was in heaven. <laughs> so, and I just mixed in. I was sitting with some women and made friends with a couple of the men asked me to dance. Men sometimes half my age, and I could keep up with them yeah. <laughs> dancing. And then, of course, when you come over, I just said, Ben, I don't know if it'll be your thing, but come to the tea dance. We loved and it. You did. Me and Faye loved it. We had a, we had, we had a blast. It's awesome. The DJ was great. The music was great. Actually, Shazammed a couple of songs, which I absolutely loved as well. So I added them to the show. Uh, but yeah, we had a great yeah. time. And I think just music is an amazing escape, isn't it, Mum? I've just found over the years it's one of the best drugs ever because it doesn't matter what you're going through, any stresses at home or whatever, right? Music is so freeing, isn't it? It's just a, such an amazing feeling. It's such a high. It is, Ben. And sometimes here, that's just me and Dad here on our own now. And Dad's watching telly or whatever, you know. And our kitchen is separate from the living room. So I go into the kitchen and I think, well, I'm going to cook some food. Straight away, I might pour myself a little drink and I put on the music and I'm gone. I think, wow. I'm enjoying the music, I'm enjoying cooking. Sometimes I even have a little dance just on my own. Yeah. It just lightens the mood completely. So it, it is a drug. It's a drug. Yeah, and there's something about that music back then, that rock and roll music. I don't know they call it in the US. I think it's jiving or um, the jitterbug. Yeah. There's all different names, right, for the rock and roll dance. We call it rock and roll in the UK, but I know there's all different names for it. You was actually in a movie with Dad, right? In a, a Paul McCartney movie. And uh, you guys were extras, yeah. right? You were dancers. You got selected to, to be dancers for that. That was that must have been a fun experience. Yeah. No way am I the best dancer there. You know, I'm not the worst dancer, but I just enjoy it. 
Anyway, we was at this aunt and a girl come up to me and she said, oh, would you like to be in a Paul McCartney film? I said, you're joking. She said, no, I'm serious. She said, you and uh, your partner. I said, yeah, that's my husband. Because Ron did dance with me now and then. So it, she said, no, she said, you look good. She said, um, come up to the Pineapple Studios, which is um, in London. Then we're going to choose who we want, take photos of you and uh, whittle it down to who we want in the movie. So I said, fine. So we got through to that part of it and they said, okay, you know, you're going to be extras in a Paul McCartney movie. That's so cool. So um, the movie was called Give My Regards to Broad Street, but the actual part we were in is called Ballroom Dancing. Right. And it was a scene about these formation ballroom dancers and us jivers come in and there was a bit of a fight and us jivers disrupted the ballroom scene. And Paul McCartney was there, Linda McCartney was on the piano, Ringo Starr on drums. So we met all of them as well off stage, you know, talking to them. So it was really an experience. Fabulous. And we got paid as well. Yeah. It was a fabulous experience. Bonus, yeah, bonus. Really good. All right, I'm going to play a few more songs here and then I'm going to come back, ask mum a couple final questions, then we're going to get out of here and uh, record the second show. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Thank you for pressing play. Uh, this is amazing. For me, this is like a dream. Everybody, roll, 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 everybody, roll, 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 everybody. 
One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. But it's that right so join me home. did you and dad because I remember when we were growing up you took us like we went to Australia we went to America Greece you and dad managed somehow you weren't making tons of money but you somehow managed <laughs> to take these free kids traveling I remember we always used to go like even traveling across England to go to different beaches and stuff you always seem to make the extra effort to travel and having those international experiences for us kids growing up I think we were just very fortunate and uh, how did you do that <laughs> and quite often I mean although um, dad worked he had like usually a full-time job always in work because in those days it was very much like the man does his job and the woman takes care of the children and the cooking and the shopping yeah. but I always had a part-time job I always worked as well so somehow we managed and I'm very good at organizing money and cooking meals you know not extravagant we didn't really go out to eat much and I don't know we just managed to afford holidays and to take your places you three children yeah and um when we took you to America you loved America but um also, Ben, this is part of it. When we lived in Ricelip, oh no, just off Portobello Road, that's right, we met Tony and Kenny. Now, they were Americans. We didn't know them, but we made friends with them. I invited them home and used to cook and roast dinners, and we become great friends with Kenny and Tony. They were American. Yeah. So, therefore, we went to America, and they introduced us to their friends in America, so it just shows you, just through being, I know you can't trust everyone, Yeah. but if you can get good vibes from people, we give to them, 
by opening our home to Kenny and Tony and their friends. And then they give us back by saying, well, look, you come to America, bring your children. We yeah. paid the fares, but they were very hospitable when we took all you children there. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I, I think there's definitely something in that. I mean, I, like I said, growing up, we just always, our house was the hub and you definitely seemed very trusting. And we always had different people <laughs> coming into the house. We had... Um, exchange students and renters or whatever always different people in the household and i think there's something to be said for that because i know just being loving and trusting i think it definitely um it opens up a whole new world in, in different aspects for you it does then yeah and you know as well i became a foster carer didn't i that's Me right and dad were foster carers that's right and we fostered a boy from Congo. We were in London and they called me and they said, we've got a boy from Congo. Would you accept him into your home? And I didn't know what to expect, Ben, a boy from Congo. I wasn't sure. Yeah. But the minute I saw him, he was nine. The minute I saw him, he, he called me mum. And we had such a great connection. He stayed with us for three years. Yeah. And uh, he was a brilliant boy. And then also, because we got on so, he got on so well with us, he was reunited with his mum in the end. We had another girl from Angola right. as well. And we fostered about 30 children all in all. 30? So, wow. <laughs> about, about 30, yeah, from about two years old till about 11 years old, the I children's ages were. I, I tell you, Mum, you and Dad, you... <laughs> You've, li you've lived like <laughs> ten, 10 lives in one, I tell you. All right, la last question I have for you, Mum, is I know you love gardening. I don't know yeah. if that's like music for you, if it's oh. like a healing thing or if it's just like a Zen thing. But I know you love gardening. It's another one of your big, big passions. Uh, why do you love gardening so much? Well, it's just outdoor space as well. I like to see the garden nice. So I wouldn't have a garden if I couldn't take care of it and tend it. So, you know, because I think what's the point in having a garden or hanging baskets if you let the plants die? The whole part of it is buying a plant from a garden centre or growing it and just planting it and taking care of it, really, making sure it's watered, you know, go out every day and just have a little check. You can tell immediately if your plants are not happy where they are. So you move them to another spot or put them in pots or put them in the earth and just even getting your hands dirty and it's hard work sometimes I'll come back and whew, from the garden I'm carrying heavy pots I feel a bit out of breath but I look and I think wow that looks fantastic I'm so pleased with that yeah. so it gives you a really good feeling wow yeah that's great mum I think then it's just getting the most out of life yeah you know don't look on the negative. Just get the best out of life, whether you're walking or gardening or caring for people, doing what you can and living life as best you can. Yeah. That's my uh, motto. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish it off with this because I heard something recently on TikTok, this little app on the phone, and there's little videos on there. And this one guy, he's like a motivational speaker, and he says a lot of people say, I have to go to work, I have to make lunch, I have to go to this meeting. And he said that he changed that have to to I get to. 
I get to go to work. Exactly. I get to do garden. I get to go and have a lovely meal. I get to study. So he said, just changing yeah. that uh, mindset of having to, to I get to. I'm fortunate to be able to do this. Like you said, I'm fortunate that I can walk down to the store. I can do these things still at my age, you know, very fortunate. So I think, like you yeah. said, as long as you keep that positive mindset, I'm a big believer in you know, your mind keeps you healthy, right? If you're constantly thinking negative thoughts, then you're not going to do well. But I don't think I'm always looking into myself. I think I look outward. As you say, to go into the shops, to talk into people, to go into work and just thank God that I can do it, you know? Yeah, And I hate falling out with people. I hate arguing or I wouldn't upset people, you know? I like to keep a happy friendship. The minute I go into work, straight away I'll say hi or put a big smile on because I only go in work at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm part-time. Yeah. But I said, you know, do you really need me here, you know, just for a couple of hours? And they said, die. After the morning and having lunch, we're all sort of coming down. But when you come in... <laughs> you bring new life to the party. Lift us, you lift us all up again. We're so nice here. Thank God, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that's nice to hear. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Well, we finished off with this last question I have for you, Mum. I know you've been listening to my radio show when I was in Hawaii. You listen to all my podcasts. You definitely like to keep in touch that way and, and listen to what's going on with me. Why do you enjoy listening so much? Well, Ben, I think the main thing is to hear your voice. You know, it brings you here home with me when I hear your voice. And I get emotional because I do miss you. And I miss Lincoln. He's in Australia. Yeah. Leah, lover, she's round the corner. You know, bless her. She really helps me and your dad if we're in difficulties at any time. Because we're not uh, very good on the internet and the, all that business, yeah. you know. So she's always here to help us with that, any problems we've got that way. But I think, Ben, as well, by listening to you, especially Lincoln, because he's far away, you just tend to bring the family together again. Because, you know, I do miss you two that are away from home. And... Your voice is so lovely to listen to, and the music you play, it just, I don't know, it just makes my heart swell, and I just love you. I absolutely, I'm getting upset now because you children just don't realise how much I love and miss you. But if you're happy, I'm happy. And, um, yeah, and I was just so grateful that you come home to the tea dance. Um, Yeah, that's just, absolutely something i'll never forget so thank you benny for being such a fantastic son and a fantastic dj oh wow all right, Mum. Well, we're going to close. We're going to close it there. But thank you so much for joining me. We are going to uh, move on to um, this second show, uh, which which are uh, we're going to do something different with this second show, and um, it's going to be very very different. I'm going to do something that I've never done before, actually, on the second show. So if you're not already a premium member, I definitely invite you to to sign up. The link is below, but it's uh, djbennyjames.supercast.com. Uh, the link is in the show notes. But um, thanks again, Mum. Love you to bits. And um, we'll call it a day. Thanks, Mum. And aloha, everyone. Thank you, Benny. Love you. You see the train in the yard. 
It is ready to make a model start. Oh, just as soon as the conductor he says all aboard. This train is a clean train, you know this train. This train is a clean train, you know this train. This train is a clean train, everybody riding it in Jesus' name. Because this train is a clean train, you know this train. This train has left the station, move this train. This train has left the station, move this train. This train has left the station, this train takes on every nation. Cause this train is a clean train, you know this train. It's the prettiest train I ever did see, this train. Is a clean train, you know this train. You better get on board. 